You're listening to Shannon Taylor Talk. Heart to heart with your fascinating online friends around the globe. Today we're speaking with Shardy Sheely, founder and director of the Success-Centered Writing and Training Programs at Brenda Bella Farms in Fairgrove, Missouri. Hi, Shardy. Hi. <laughs> How are you today? Just wonderful, thank you. It's such beautiful <laughs> weather. We've been very fortunate here. What's going on at the farm? Tell me a little bit about. Well, we. Tell me a little bit about farm. the program and uh, and what all the good things that, that are happening out there. Well, the program that we do is actually um, workshops, mm-hmm. and they're workshops in horseback riding training and management. And we focus on working with adults, and we will take um, teenagers if they are accompanied by uh, somebody over eighteen, and we. Um, take them, whether they're beginners or in the process of progressing with their riding, or sometimes we have adults who come who are just not satisfied with the progress they're making. And so we, and some of those riders are very advanced, but they are having a problem and we work with them. We also occasionally have riders who, and usually they come not so much for the workshops, but for private work with me who have um, had an injury or an, an illness, um, not at all necessarily riding-related, but the, they want to come back to riding, and they just need some oversight and help in doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, you really you specialize in working with adults and over, helping them overcome fears, right? And Yes, I do. In fact, just this past weekend, I did an afternoon lecture um, at the invitation of a group on overcoming fear in riders and or rider fear, as I put it. Mm-hmm. Um, and fear is such a basic emotion for all of us. Oh, yeah. And so it's something that every one of us as human beings deals with. And riders, of course, do also. And the problem for riders who are fearful is that because the horse is a timid animal, um, it they pick up on the fear of the rider and they often then... Uh, become fearful themselves. Right. So my idea is to work with the riders and helping them with strategies that reduce their concerns, and that's what I do. Now, when you first have a client and and they um, they approach the horse, and perhaps you have a new client that is uh, that's quite filled with fear, and the horse is reacting. How can you get these two connected? Because I know also you you have this way with energy and intuition and and, and uh, this gift. Well, the first thing that I do when I have a new client is I sit down with them in our conference center, and I talk with them about themselves. Because I think it's very important for me in choosing an appropriate horse that I understand as much as possible where the client's concerns are coming from. And, um, and, so, and sometimes they don't know. Um, that, but most of the time, they have a pretty good idea. And so I like to talk about that, what's been their previous riding experience, if any, and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. And then when I select the horse, I select the horse on the basis of four fundamental um, aspects. One is their physical compatibility. In other words, are the rider and the horse matched in physical ways, uh, their size and their strength and so forth and so on. And a second is 
emotionally. Are they emotionally compatible? And the third is, are they mentally um, compatible? That is, is the horse, um, excuse me for saying this, but is the horse smarter than the rider at this point in the rider's experience? Or is the horse one of these horses that is pretty adaptable to any rider, especially those at the beginning level? And then the fourth is that I want the rider to feel as though uh, they're comfortable on a, um, a spiritual level with the horse. And that has nothing to do with religion. It really has a lot to do with how this rider sees the world and do they see the experience with the horse as something that brings them into a reality that is really quite beyond themselves. And so that is the, the least of my concerns initially uh, because usually the riders find that out for themselves. But the first three, the physical and mental and emotional, are, are, are crucial. Do you feel that, that some of the riders want uh, approach the horse in a controlling manner? Or, or are some of them, you know, uh, the controlling manner versus the passive manner? Saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like we do in business, you know, we're going to get on that horse and yeah. we're going to do it. Or, or I'm not uh, yeah. qualified. Yeah. You know, you're right. You you run into all kinds of um, reasons for people wanting to be affiliated with horses, mm-hmm. and often when it's um, when it is a male, um, a man, their issue is more of of control, wanting control. Um, when it's a female, when it's a woman rider, it's usually not so much that. It's often just wanting to feel safe. And um, both of those, you know, both males and females are wonderful to work with. And actually, because my work is so individually tailored, I have the luxury of, of listening and paying attention and really um, finding out ways in which I can facilitate this partnership. And they can work through their, their blocks. Do you see them working through their own yeah. emotional blocks through the yeah, horses? Yeah, I, I get... Pardon me. Them working through their own emotional blocks through the horses, because I'm I'm learning a lot about equine therapy and the way that it it kind of unlocks automatically some sort of emotional block that they do, you know you do, it's like a uh, just an automatic impulse by bonding with the horse. Is it? Well, that's quite true. Actually, the the riding is the most most intimate of all of the sports activities and it's also the most complex because mm-hmm. you're really dealing with two personalities mm-hmm. who have substantial intellect both of them including the horse and um they have needs and so forth so it, it is a very complex kind of um partnership and often the horse does unmask us so that if you have a rider who has been hiding a lot, sometimes because they're on certain drugs that give them an appearance of being very happy-go-lucky and so forth, but mm-hmm. in fact the rider is perhaps seething with anger yes. or very sad, um, the horse, because of the horse's enormous sensitivity, um, they will pick up on that. And that is something then that the rider often has to confront, deal with in themselves. Mm-hmm. That's and that can be very healing. It can be very uh, disconcerting also to a rider uh, to think that a horse figured them out. Um, but it also can be very healing. Because they, they have pretended for so long they, they've kind of uh, uh, convinced themselves that they don't have a problem. Yeah, yeah. you know. I think it's very interesting that you thing. said unmask. The horse unmasks us. I think right. that, is, that is so beautiful. 
because it, it, it's um, they're even using horses in um, in prison therapy uh, to get these really harsh, hardened guys to bond with this highly sensitive, emotional um, mm-hmm. animal, and 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 this animal is is the teacher, right? And that is certainly a critical um, philosophy that has gone through the ages among horse people, and you see it often in the titles of their books, uh, Podhaisky's book, um, My Horses, My Teachers. I mean, there have been so many allusions to that over the millennia, and, um, and certainly any horse person of any, rep, you know, any uh, experience understands that <laughs> we've, all had, we've all met our match. Now, how did you get involved with the, the horse? Has this always been a passion for you? Because if you, you have a health background, but, but your horses uh, seem to be your passion. Uh, well, how- that's interesting you asked that question. And, and actually, I can tell you that I really felt as though I was born to work with animals. However, I also came from an urban family, and my mother was from New York City. And for her, I was kind of an odd duck. Um, they did indulge me by letting me have a lot of animals, but, and I, and I at one point did ride, but, um, as a teenager, but my mother, um, turned that off because she didn't like the people that were, she felt the people in the stable were dirty, which actually turned out to be a great lesson for me as an adult instructor, riding instructor, because what I realized was that if you're going to hope to market to people who are in a more urban setting, mm-hmm. you've got to always appear as though you're, you know, suitably dressed and and able to uh, not turn them off. But then um, because of the times that I lived in, uh, my desire to move on and work with animals was um, terminated by my parents. And I went into nursing which turned out to be a, a marvelous choice and um and so i got my degree in nursing as a registered nurse and then i got my doctorate in health communications but in the meantime i had started riding again as an adult um, because i found that that was an activity i could pursue and have children with the children um, and so i did that and this was in the days before daycare and so I did that, and it has turned out to be really quite a, an amazing career, but it wasn't one that I had planned on. This is fascinating. This is fascinating because, I, first of all, I can relate <laughs> by being suppressed, your own, your own uh, desires as a child being kind of suppressed and rerouted because of your parents right. or your, right. your, especially your mother. Being a For woman, a being a woman yeah. you want to your, your mother's approval in that. Uh, like what am right. I doing right and am I looking right and so forth and so it's very difficult to kind of go against that and you kind of compromise right and until you realize that you've compromised too much and you kind of lost yourself and um and um I think Norm was saying this that uh you 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 can lose your health by by compromising too much and not being happy <laughs> in what you're doing yes I think that every and I have certainly used all these experiences in a helpful way when I'm working with my students because I've also worked with children and and adolescents, mm-hmm. I think it's really in, in, important at some point for that adult, that coming adult, to look at themselves in the mirror and say, what do I really want to do? What is my honest self? And finding a way to break away from the, um, the uh, burden of a parent. 
I, obviously the parent thinks they're doing it in their best interest to the child, but they're really denying the child's individuality and their individual needs. And, and I think that's very hard for parents to do uh, many times. Um, and so, and yet, <clears throat> excuse me, I grew up in the East, in the East Coast, and I saw it happen commonly mm-hmm. and happening all the time with um, children that I, adults or adolescents that I knew. So I wasn't alone in that manipulation. But I also think it's very important that um, young adults must have a strategy to um, break that because the, otherwise they will never become whole persons. They will always be somebody else's somebody. And for women, that is always a problem anyway because we live in a culture which encourages women um, to be somebody else's somebody. Right. And what women most need is an opportunity to know who they are. And that's one of the things that I've found working with horses is gives these women an opportunity to really understand who they are and to honor that. That's very important. 